Gentlemen, welcome to Monster 8 the Pilot, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Wednesday night, so we're going to do the Springsteen song of the week. Yeah, I should just do the vocal effects, shouldn't I? <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk about uh, a few other things. I actually got a uh, question from a friend who wants me to answer on the podcast, so we're going to do that later. Uh, reminder, I'm on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Anchor also sponsored the video, so thank you so much for that. If you need this one... Yeah, what a great way to start. <laughs> if you ever want to start a podcast, easiest way to do it's Anchor. Get on there if you haven't, if you think you got some cool shit to say. You know what? I know you've got some cool shit to say, so try it out, man. Oh, uh, oh shit. I don't even know where to get started, I guess, man. Opening song tonight is Ben Nichols, Last Pale Light in the West. Off Last Pale Light in the West. What year was that? 2009? I think that's what year that came out. What a great little EP that was. I think I've talked about it multiple times. I talked about it a couple weeks ago, like yeah, driving into a thunderstorm with kind of that song playing and out of body experience, man. Cinematic. That's what it was. Um,. I don't know, do I have any sports talk to talk about? I don't think I do, man. We might have to skip right into it, man. Uh, happy birthday to my old man. No longer with us, but we're still celebrating pretty good. I think we're all, uh, I think we're all in, you know, enjoying your memories today, old man. He'd have been 69 today. Nice. <laughs> uh, I do miss my old man quite a bit. Somebody asked me about my tattoo the other day, and they teared up. Which made me kind of tear up. Because, I don't know, I, I, I kind of... I don't have emotions of my own, so I <laughs> mirror emotions. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have emotions and feelings, like Dennis from It's Always Sunny. You know, give me something that give me feelings again. Uh, <laughs> no, like she asked me about the tattoo and what it said. And uh, she was like, oh, is that how, you know, because the actual tattoo is literally written, like his actual uh, handwriting as well. Um... And yeah, she asked me what it said, and it said that she got. And I told her what it said, and she got fucking tears in her eyes. I'm like, oh shit, I'm at work right now, lady. You can't do this to me. <laughs> uh, then uh, I remember when I worked at Bear Burger, I had a couple different, uh, a couple different dads actually asked to take a picture of my tattoo so they could send it to their own kids. I'm like, I mean. You can just write that yourself and give it to them. <laughs> or there's like trying to give them like, I don't know, trying to like backdoor, like, hey, you need to get a tattoo of something I've said to you or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I'll talk about the old man a little bit later. Uh, what have I planned to talk about? I watched the Lord of the Rings episode the other night. I think I liked the first episode better, which I guess is not the consensus. I thought the consensus was the second episode was better. I don't know. I did like uh, the little dwarf, uh, Doran. I thought he was pretty good. Um, I thought they had a good interaction, him and Elrond, whatever. Um, even though it's odd that he's named Doran, if you know anything about the fucking lore. But, you know, whatever. Won't go too deep into it. I thought the episode was fine. It wasn't great. Um, like Probably like a solid like 7.5, 8 out of 10. I think that's what it's been so far. About 7.5 seven out of 10 so far. Um, I don't get quite why everybody fucking hates it. I mean, I get some of it, and I, I, like I said, I understand some people frustrated with the lore stuff, but 
I mean, when you don't get the fucking book rights, what you're supposed to do, I guess. Probably not make the show. Um, like I said, I think it's fine. I'll keep watching it. I think I said it's been fun so far. Uh, I did not watch House of Dragon. have not watched Lost. I, like I said, it's Labor Day weekend. I work retail, so it's been a lot of work. A lot of work. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Like I said, like, share, subscribe, support. If you think somebody would enjoy this podcast, let them know. See if, we'll see how far we could take this bad boy. Oh, then I got good news today. Um, so I got the Portsmouth jersey. I got the Portsmouth jersey a couple weeks ago. The uh, Portsmouth, not, not, not the jersey. That's, the, that's fucking American. I got the kit. I got the top. I got the kit. The Portsmouth kit. Uh, a couple weeks ago, finally. And uh looks great. And I ordered the Preston North End one. And it's uh, it shipped out like three weeks ago. It's been in Chicago for two weeks. It's literally been in the same shipping center for Chicago for two fucking weeks. I've been waiting on it. And today I finally got my confirmation that it's shipping out. It's like finally in Columbus. So I'm like, thank fucking God. Because like uh, every time I try to contact, it would be like, oh, the royal, like, because uh, it, it's coming from England. So I have to like contact their post office, which is just a fucking joke. Probably still got goddamn horses and tea times or whatever the fuck they do over in that fucking backwards ass place. <laughs> um, so I thought I was going to have to contact them. And, like, every time I'd go to con- there was no way to, like, contact them through, like, just, like, an email or something like that. They wanted me to call. I'm like, I'm not calling fucking England. Let's find out where my kid is, man. Preston North End, man. Like I said. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I got confirmation. So they're going to try to deliver it tomorrow. But since it's an overseas package, I have to sign for it. And I won't be home because I work all day tomorrow. So, yeah, wonderful. So I have to have them reschedule it. So hopefully I can reschedule it for, like, Friday or some shit. Rough, rough stuff. Maybe I can... I think you're supposed to be able to leave notes, but I don't know. I, I, I don't see that anywhere. Like, hey, leave a note with this on there and whatever. I don't fucking get it. I don't get how anything the post office works. If you know how the post office work, the post office works, reach out to me and say, I'm not going into it because it's a very boring subject. <laughs> Roasting the post office. Oh, man. I really don't have... A lot planned for you tonight. Like I said, I've been working a lot the past couple of days, so like really, we're just kind of you know, this is it's Wednesday. Well, technically it's Tuesday, but I'll, yeah, I work all day Wednesday, so I'm gonna have to post this on Wednesday. Um, I don't know. I've been having a lot of thoughts lately about uh, like taking compliments and stuff like that, because I think I've talked about it a little bit before about how I have a lot of trouble taking compliments, or I get really awkward around anybody who's praising me, and or you know, just complimenting me in a good way. It's it's just really fucking weird. I had it again the other day where somebody just kind of giving me a lot of praise and I'm like, why? How have I tricked you this way? It's a part of my brain. You know, like I said, that fucking shitty side of the brain that wants to kind of take over all the time and run you down, man. Yeah, I've been taking that. It's like, how have I fooled you into thinking this about me? When really it's just like, you know, work hard, put your head down, you know, just do everything, be fair all the time. That's kind of what I try to do is always be fair, always be me, always be true. I always be, I don't know what the fuck else I could be. <laughs> I've always just tried it, you know, just try my best, man. Try a little harder and breathe a little deeper half the time. We'll see how far we could take it. But at the same time, like, man, like, I sometimes when people give me compliments and tell me how good I do or something like that, it's just like, leave me alone. Ugh. I don't know. But a good update on the, uh, what do they call it? What, what's the cool little fucking term that we're using for Brendan Fraser's, uh, oh, it's the Brennaissance. That's right. The Brennaissance. Or is it the Brendan-sance? 
I think it's Renaissance. I don't fucking know. But the whale got like a six-minute standing ovation. He had like some tears in his eyes. Good for that fucking king right there. Man, Brendan Fraser back from the fucking dead. I am more excited about this movie than just about anything besides the Banshees of Inner Sharon, which got a longer uh, standing ovation, which doesn't fucking matter at these fucking film festivals anymore, right? Like, they used to be like kind of reserved. Like, these people like, holy shit, this movie's so great, and they give it a standing ovation, and they just don't stop. Now it's like, it's like, expect, like, you have to give a standing ovation... And, I don't know, it's fucking gross now, and it's kind of lame, and who gives a shit? Apparently, one movie with, um, Chris Pine, directed by the chick from House, Olivia Wilde, um, Florence Pugh from Midsummer's in there. I like Midsummer a lot. I thought that was a pretty cool movie. I know some people fucking hated it for no fucking reason. Because it's like, I can't remember. I watched some stupid review from some YouTuber who I thought was kind of cool for a second, and then he got really fucking lame quick. Because his whole shtick was he's drunk, and it's obvious he's just doing a fake drunk, like, accent. And it's like, get the, shut the fuck up. What the fuck do you know, dude? What the fuck do you know? <laughs> he probably went to fucking film school, never made a goddamn movie in his life. Or if he did, it all sucked. But he, you know, he could critique it. You know, I, I know what I do. I went to film school, man. I went to school to learn art. Said no great artist ever. <laughs> oh, you wasted so much money on school. Man, I'm in one right now. I'm not talking shit about anybody. But nah. Uh, what's her name? Florence Pugh. And then the dude from One Direction, who's kind of becoming lamer and lamer every time I hear about him. Like, I don't know. He's kind of just, meh. Like, he, I don't know. Apparently there's been a whole bunch of drama on the fucking movie, and I think it's all fucking fake as fuck, uh, just to drive more people to watch the movie because it's probably going to suck or some shit. Uh, I know Shia LaBeouf was apparently fired, but then apparently he was not fired, and he released the evidence that he was not fired, and I don't know. Who gives a shit? Like, oh my god. I don't know why I'm even talking about it. Because, you know, it's like I said a couple weeks ago, man, when you try to say you don't give a shit but continuously talk about it, it's obvious you give a shit. I don't know. I, I think what bothers me is that people care. And that's why I can't stop talking about stuff that I don't care about. It's because why do you care? I just cannot figure out why you give a shit about these people you're never going to meet and these people you're never going to connect with. I don't get it. When they're acting like fucking dumbasses. I just don't get it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm in a tangent tonight. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood to fucking let it ride, bro. Let's do this shit. <laughs> I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. I am showing off insane chest hair tonight, and it feels wonderful. It feels liberating. It feels great. After a long day of work to come home, I'm buttoning a couple, uh, you know, buttons on the shirt, and just let it flow. Feels good. Feels great. How about you? Oh, man. I've had some peach juice. As soon as I get home right now, open the fridge, grab a bottle of peach juice, put it back. Man. Closest thing I have, like, you know, after a long day of work, you know, like the whole dream of, like, the 50s America. When you get home, you open the old liquor cabinet, you know, grab a bottle of Macallan, you know, great scotch, pour it over a little bit of ice, sip on it all night while you listen to your great fucking, uh, you know, Sinatra records or some shit. What I have is come home, open the, open it up, grab a pot of peach juice, listen to some Bruce or listen to some Stones. I haven't talked, I really have not talked about the Stones at all, really. I think I mentioned them one time on this podcast. I fucking love the Stones, and I have yet to use them. They're going to be on the fucking Songs of the Week this week. Calling it. I mean, maybe not. I don't know, because I am cutting it back to three. I think I've already picked out one song, but I think I've already forgotten it, so maybe it wasn't the Song of the Week. 
Who fucking knows? But listen to more MC5, though. MC5 is fucking great. I am all fucking scatterbrained right now, man. I said, I literally got home. Like I said, swigged peach juice, walked into my little music room here, sat down and pressed record. Like, fucking ready to go, I guess. I don't know. Who fucking knows anything? I don't know much of anything anymore, man. That's the one thing I've learned with old age is you never really learn anything. You expect when you're a kid and you're growing up that one day you'll know something. And then you get old and you realize you know nothing. Oh, I guess quick sports talk. Champions League started today. Chelsea lost, I think, to the uh, Croatian team Zagreb. Which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so happy about that. Uh, I fucking hate Chelsea. Fuck them. Fuck them. Um, Liverpool play tomorrow against Napoli. There was like there was a there was an attempt at a loaded question for Klopp because there's been a lot of uh, there's a lot of warnings going on. I'm not sure if Napoli's like a really dangerous city or something like that, or if there's like the certain sections where the stadium kind of is where it's kind of dangerous or something like that. But there's been a lot of warnings for Liverpool fans. They, hey, make sure you're kind of in groups. Make sure you never try to get, never go too far off like the kind of path that you need to be at, or anything like that. Don't stray off alone because you're, you know, you'll be a target. You'll be an easy target. Blah 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 for like robbers, you know, maybe kidnappers, shit like that. And a fucking um, journo, one of those wonderful journalists we have in the fucking world, asked Klopp if he thought uh, Napoli was a dangerous city. And he, he uh, responded, he's like, uh, that's a stupid question. All it is is try to create headlines, and you're not going to get a headline out of me. And, like, the guy's, re- like, repeating it back to him in Italian, and he told the uh, the translators, like, make make that angrier. Be angrier about how you respond to him. <laughs> I fucking love Klopp, man. He's a fucking god in my book, man. Charismatic Germans, what could go wrong, right? Hmm? World War II. <laughs> I don't know, that made me think of that Norm bit. Uh, I think it was the last night of, or the last time he was on Letterman. Was it the last night for Letterman too? I can't remember anymore. But it was the last time Norm was on Letterman. He tells that World War II joke. He's like, um, you know, people are all scared about North Korea or whatever. It's like, what they, who they really should be scared of is Germany. Because I don't know if you're history buffs or not. Um, but Germany one time decided to go to war. And who did they pick as their opponent? The world. <laughs> It's just that, like, boyish charm that Norm had that was so wonderful. I don't think I mentioned Norm the other night when I was talking about stand-up comedians. Norm's just a fucking treasure. He's just a different level. All-time God great right there, man. And it's pretty fucking cool, too, that, you know, he never told anybody outside of his family and obviously his doctor that he was very, very, very sick. Um, I find that so commendable, I guess, you know. He didn't want anybody to treat him any different. He didn't want to, like, have that effect the moments you were having with him. So that, that was, that's really commendable. I don't know if I could do the same thing or not. I'm just, I just, you know, I like to tell secrets. I'm a gossip girl. What, what can I say? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it also got me think, yeah, the, the, like I said, the friend of mine asked me that. And I, for some reason I thought about other jokes. They basically asked me what was the best, like kind of joke I've ever came up with. Um, cause you know, I like to be a funny guy. I'm a pretty funny guy, like a clown. Funny how, um, not being a funny guy, like, what's my best joke I've ever came up with? And it's not really jokes, it's always just kind of, I always have, like, solid comebacks on people. We're just kind of able to f- find a funny thing to kind of, 
usually self-deprecating or just, I don't know, I can't think of it. There was two that sprung to mind, and for some reason, I always thought of, like, other jokes people told, too, and that's why I thought of Norm a lot. Like I said, also, not talking about the other night, played into it. But, like, two of the best jokes I ever had. I couldn't decide which one was better. I thought both were wonderful. And I bet whenever you listen to this on the podcast, you won't laugh at all, because this isn't the room for comedy, man. This isn't, you know, there's no stage, there's no lights, there's no mic, there's no crowd, there's no... (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just going to be like, oh, nice. Now, but one, uh, I was working at Red Lobster, and uh, we had a manager there. And she was obviously a lesbian. And, like, you know, she didn't hide the fact she was a lesbian. She was out. Uh, she was very kind of, I guess, you, what they say, butch. You know, she, you know, kind of had very tomboyish type of, you know, style, fashion. You know, she had, like, a faux hawk, stuff like that. Um but she, they were all. We were all talking in the kitchen one day, and she was talking about um, straight guys that would still hit on her, even though she was like obviously not interested. And she would talk about like all these guys would always hit on her because there's this weird thing with guys who want to date lesbians to try to turn them straight. Like they think their dick's got like the magic elixir to make women straight. Like, oh, you haven't been with the right guy yet, and I'm going to be the right guy. The fact that you think that you could be the right guy to turn a woman straight. Definitely means you're not the right guy. <laughs> but yeah, she's telling that. And I just kind of interject at one point. I'm like, that's cool. They're like, oh, that's funny. Because my thing is to turn uh, straight women into lesbians. <laughs> oh, and I like put my head down and Charlie Brown walked away. <laughs> oh, it cracked everybody up. Everybody had tears in their eyes. They laughed so hard at that. It was just a perfect moment. Good job, Brandon. Pat on the back. And then the second greatest joke I think I've ever said. Um, let's see. When was this? This would have been before my niece was born. Let's throw about seven, eight years out there. About seven, eight years ago. Uh, my brother, like I said, my mom has, you know, a whole bunch of step-grandchildren. So she didn't have, she, like, you know, never had, um, a full, I don't know, full grandchild, whatever you want to say that. And, um... My brother was married, and my sister's younger than me. She's obviously single. I'm single. Well, no, she's not single, but, you know, she's not married or kids or anything like that. And I'm obviously not dating anybody ever. And I'm, you know, not, I don't think I have kids. <laughs> I really don't think so. Um, and my brother and his wife were not thinking about having kids. They think like they may not have kids. And uh, it was Christmas, and it was, like, in between. I think it was before our, like, kind of close family uh, Christmas because like Christmas always happened at my mother's house and my mom and my dad's house and like the whole big family would come you know like uh, all the aunts all the uncles cousins you know there'd be like a hundred fucking people there at the house and then but before that we'd always have the close ones so that'd be my brothers uh, my sister their kids and stuff like that so like the closer ones would all come in and I think I was wearing a vest or something like that my mom was tightening it up in the back and like I said, my brother had – him and his wife had not decided if they were going to have kids yet. So my mom says something like, oh, Brandon's probably going to be the first one to give me my you know, first real grandbaby. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, mom. There's plenty of them out there already. I've been – I'm like Johnny Appleseed. I've been planting them all over the place. <laughs> my mom hit me so hard in the back. <laughs> don't ever say that again. <laughs> and that's true comedy right there is controversy. <laughs> Oh, I'm so proud of that one. Like I said, like it was worth the slight sting of getting whap right across the back. 
I'm Johnny Appleseed. I've been planting them all over the place. Like I said, I don't even know where that came from. I haven't thought about Johnny Appleseed since I was like in grade school. That's fucking weird, man. Johnny Appleseed. Like, we had to take like weeks, weeks of school to learn about Johnny Appleseed. Why? Who gives a fuck? Did that prepare me for anything in the world today? Is there some like hidden meaning behind Johnny Appleseed? Like, yeah, if I learned about Caesar, I can learn about power, like the like the um, you know like kind of the um, the dangers of true power, the dangers of political. Like, you know, you can learn so many different things about how the world operates and works, especially that high level of political theater with like learning about Caesar. We're learning about Johnny Appleseed, the guy planted fucking like apple trees fucking everywhere. He may not even existed. But we spent like weeks learning about him in school. Like multiple years. You heard about him like in first, second, third, fourth grade. Obviously you shouldn't be learning about the Ides of March in like fucking the first grade. But Jesus Christ, I mean come on, you know. Get the kids ready, man. Learning some financing. They need to learn about ninety days same as cash in first grade. <laughs> That's what they should be, kinda. They should really be learning numbers then. Learn the numbers, learn economics, you know, your Gordon Woods and them apples and all that stuff. You regurgitate the textbook and stuff like that. Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting too, it's hunting season. Which I thought about that. Uh, I am so fucking all over the place tonight, ain't I? Jesus. Um, I thought about that the other day. I watched the, it was like probably two years ago. I don't, I can't remember. Maybe it was a year ago. I watched the new Jane Sound and Bob movie. It came out. It was not. I thought it was going to be horrible. I really thought it was going to be really bad. But it was not nearly as. I thought it was. I don't think it was as good as Strikes Back. But I thought it was actually pretty fucking close to being good enough. Um, but I thought about that fucking joke in Strikes Back. You know, they're making all these Hollywood jokes about sequels anyway in that movie too. And they also make all the joke like the same exact jokes. And um, oh, I can't even remember what the fucking new Jane Silent Bob movie is, but that's the whole joke, is that, like, we have to, you know, recycle jokes, and, like, that's all sequels are, recycling, and blah, 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 and everything's a sequel, everything's a franchise, blah, whatever. But there's a joke in Jane, Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back when they end up on a movie set for Goodwill Hunting 2, hunting season. <laughs> and it's the douchebag from the first movie is in it, and um, he kind of owns Matt Damon or, you know, Will from the film, He's like, how do you like them apples? And Ben Affleck, I don't know, Will. How do you like them apples? And fucking Matt Damon turns around with a shotgun and blows the guy away. He's like, I know one thing. It's hunting season. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time, if I ever watch that movie, that piece, like that fucking joke just cuts me to fucking ribbons. Oh, man. Cuts me up. I fucking crack up so much at that fucking joke. I don't know why. It's not like it's that great. It's just for some reason it's just Matt Damon. It's hunting season. <laughs> like especially because you, you think of like watching Goodwill Hunting and then think of the second one's like this action-packed fucking thrill ride. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why. There's a there's not a lot of layers, but for some reason it feels very layered. and feels like a very deep joke when it's very surface level. Like I said, I, I crack up so much at that scene. Ah! My fucking facial hair is getting way too long. Like, I can't talk too long or it feels like my mustache hair is flying up my nose. And I have to, God, tickles. 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 Ugh. Did I plan on talking about much of anything else tonight? I probably did not. Hmm. I don't even know where I'm going with there. Whatever. Like I said, it is the old man's birthday. 69... Years. Oh, he would have been 69 this year. 
Uh, good guy, great guy, wonderful guy, my dad was. Like I said, there's a lot of times I really wish I could just have him around. Because, like, you know, if you come to me about stuff, I'm not, like, somebody who's going to give like give you great advice. Or I'm not going to be somebody who's going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to be somebody who's going to listen a lot of the times. Because usually everybody needs to vent every once in a while. So, you know, they kind of tell you. Because I also think, you know, if you really let somebody open up and vent, they usually figure out exactly what's going on themselves or what they, exactly they need to do themselves just by talking it out. And, like, you know, having that outlet to kind of, t- like, talk to people, being that open with people is kind of a goal. My dad was very good at stuff like that. You know, my dad was going to come in the room and say, hey, this is what we need to do or this is what you need to do. Hey, man. Oh, man, that girl you liked didn't, I don't know, what the fuck, what, what, what were problems in middle school? I can't even remember. I guess it probably was girls. That probably wouldn't, yeah. Women, man. Or dudes, if you're into it, I guess. Whatever. Totally up to you there, kids. Um, it's not my fucking problem. Who am I talking about? Yeah, but like, yeah, say like a girl didn't want to, you know, I had a crush on a girl and she turned me down. You know, my dad was going to come in and tell you, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get some cool pomade. We're going to get a nice leather jacket. We're going to get a nice, fit. we're going to fix up the 57 Chevy. And... You're going to be a greaser. I don't I don't fucking know where I'm going with that. <laughs> no, but he would sit there and listen to me rant it out. And maybe I would realize, you know what? That chick wasn't for me at all, man. I don't even know who the chick would have been in seventh grade. Who would it have been? Let's see. I always had crushes. I don't even know anymore. I don't remember anybody. There's a goddamn neighborhood skunk in this fucking weed. Can't stand the smell of fucking weed. Jesus Christ. But don't fucking bathe in it and come in the fucking public place and think it's okay to reek that way. It's fucking disgusting. Figure it out. Yeah, I don't know, man. Nice. I, I wish I'd. Especially in the stuff I've been going through the past few years, it'd been nice to have, like, that outlet of my dad just kind of, kind of talk it out and work it out, maybe maybe I could have cut some of this stuff off way sooner than I did, but at the same time, I wasn't willing to talk about it with anybody. And like I said, a big part of my issues is kind of uh, guilt and other things that I feel about how my dad was sick and not just being not being good enough or not coming through enough, kind of let, feeling like I let everybody down, which is still tough to get through some days, you know, I'm kind of talking about it more now, but at the same time, there's plenty of days where, oof, I can be brutal myself still for how I how I kind of just like I said that feeling of failure, feeling of coming up short for somebody who's always there and always willing to fucking fight for you every single step of the way. I mean that's what a dad is, man. Somebody who's willing to fucking step up and do what needs to be done. Yeah, like I said, good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. My father was, man. Top notch, super best dad. Better than your dad, guaranteed. My dad would kick your dad's ass. <laughs> oh man, like I said, I miss my dad a lot. A lot of days I miss my dad. This is a happy fucking birthday, dude. Bro, dudeski. I don't know, man. Like I said. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Man. You just kind of, kind of get lost in it sometimes when you think about it. Like. Where would we be at now in a relationship? You know, what would we talk about? You know, we were always guys who kind of connected over sports. We'd talk about music quite a bit. I don't even know if my dad likes Springsteen or not. I know he likes Seeger. Um, he's always a Willie Nelson guy, which is always fucking cool. I don't know if my dad was a stoner or not back in the day. Didn't seem the type. 
he had a drink. He he'd drink here and there. I mean, he he probably drank more than he should. But at the same time, we're Catholic kids. That's exactly what we fucking do, man. We drink at church for the love of God. You know what I mean? We'd get out of church and go to fucking pig roast and get fucking hammered. Uh, <laughs> I always have this one memory of my dad. My mom has never been mad. I'm, you know, my mom and dad obviously would have arguments, but they never happened that often that I can remember. You know what I mean? I never, you know, obviously they had to. We lived together with anybody. You had arguments. I have arguments with myself every single day. You know what I mean? But it was, uh, let's see, I was probably like five, four or five, maybe. Uh, we had 4th of July at my Aunt Mary's house. And I can't remember who had just gotten married a couple weeks before that. And um, maybe like the weekend before that. I can't remember anymore. You know, at, at the same time I was five. Why the fuck would I remember? Uh, <laughs> but somebody had, they had leftover kegs of uh, this old shitty 90s beer called, I think it was called Red Dog. <laughs> like Red Dog beer. Apparently it was horseshit of a beer. Um, I just remember it was like some like kind of gruff looking bulldog as the emblem. I always thought it was kind of cool because of the emblem. I never had it in my life. Um, but my dad decided to, my dad and one of my uncles, I think Kenny, decided they were just going to see how much of that keg they could drink at 4th of July. <laughs> and, uh, let's say too much is what the answer was. I have one member of my dad puking over the rails of... Uh, Mary's house, uh, kind of an odd memory there, but the best part of this memory is that the next day, you know, we get home, my mom is not happy at all with my father, um, my mom finds a bat in the house, a fucking bat, and this is when we lived in Willsburg, she finds a bat in the house, and my dad is so, 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 so hungover and sick, and my mom's like, tough shit. You gotta get this bat out of this house. <laughs> and that's what he did. But yeah, my mom is like, tough shit. <laughs> like, that's your own fault. You still gotta deal with this. And like, this so hungover and done. <laughs> oh man, good guy, my dad. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. Um, yeah, I said I miss my dad. Happy birthday, 69 years of age today. Uh, I don't visit his grave that often. I don't think... I'm not sure if anybody else does. I know my mom have talked about that before. It's just like... I don't know. We carry him with us so much that it's like... There's no need to go down there, it feels like. I still go down there when I'm really in it. Some, like, I've known a couple... Like, uh, a couple years ago when I was really deep in it and I had no idea what I was doing anymore. I went and visited his grave. That may have been the last time, because I just, you know, it just, his body is there, but, like, obviously, like, if you believe in a soul or whatever, his presence or whatever you want to fucking call it, it's all around me. I carry it with me every single fucking day, bro. I'm not sure I said bro, but, you know, that's just, it's life, man. You know, you just got to carry it with you. Like, I think I was talking about with that Dropkick Murphy song, you know, you carry the memories all around you so you won't be alone. That's a big one right there. You know, you carry your memory of your father, you carry your memory of your, you know, these loved ones that are gone. You carry them with you, you know, every single day. Then You know, they're never really gone that way. What, there's a, uh, nah, it's a stupid lyric to say now. I think it's more of a depressing lyric, you know. I actually, I guess it's not. There's uh there's lyric. it's also like kind of a, uh, what do they call it, proverb or whatever. I know the Lawrence Arms have a 
lyric. It's like, uh, you know, you don't you you only die the last time somebody says your name. You never or you're never yeah you're never dead until the last time somebody says your name. And as long as you carry those people with you and you remember them every single day and you carry them along, they're still alive to you in some way. I don't know. I said one more time, one more time with the utmost of motherfucking feeling. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. My father was. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah. So that's. Uh, I think. Uh, you know what? We actually went way longer than I thought we would tonight. I had nothing planned. <laughs> so we'll transition out of that. We're going to transition into the Bruce Springsteen song of the week. It's stupid. <laughs> I've also been thinking about those down their luck people, man. There's people down on their luck, the losers of society, the you know the people passed over, the people who you know they just need one more shot, you know, give me one more shot, I got it, you know, they just need that, you know, and this song is probably like one of the best representations of that whole notion. Hold on, let me pull up something real quick. Oh, good job, Brandon. You picked the wrong fucking song there, dum dum. <laughs> oh, sorry about this. There's some dead air. Oh, come on! If I could fucking type, let me tell you. If I could type, I'd be, I'd, 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 I'd be unstoppable. Excuse <laughs> me. You know, the song's about a guy down on his luck. You know, who still tries to keep that spirit of youth alive. You know what I mean? He's trying to keep it, he's trying to keep that hope still burning inside of him. You know, after life's beaten out of him, he still has that hope burning inside. And you know how he's going to get that back? By going out, he's going to race in the street, he's going to still, he's still going to do the things that makes him happy. And ultimately, this song. If I can find it, is darkness on the edge of town. I believe the closer, the closer of an album of the same name. I used to not give a shit about this song because I never cared about the chorus, cause, like the vocals in the chorus. But then you like just get the lyrics kind of tat, like attached to it, and you're like, "Oh shit, this is top notch, Bruce, right here. This is darkness on the edge of town." That's a good feeling right there. The bass and the drums, the you know that piano kind of building up. Well, we're still racing out the dresses But that blood had never burned in her veins Now here she's got a house up in Fairview In a style she's trying to maintain God damn, I love when Bruce fucking kicks it in right there, man. It's so fucking... Mm, you feel it in your soul. You feel it in your gut. You feel it everywhere, man. You feel it in your heart. That's the most important place to feel it. Something that they just can't Some folks spend their whole 
Great vocal work by the boss here, man. It's just such fucking ballsy stuff. He's just the great. American Aquarium does a really great version of this, too. There's a live version of American Aquarium doing this with uh, Corey Brandon, who's also a fantastic musician. I get to see the boys uh, here in a few weeks. Oh, man. And then the last fucking... Oh, oh there it is. I love the last, like, kind of verse course, like, you know, I'll be on that hill part, which is coming up. Oh, man. That's when they let Corey do it, and Corey fucking kills it. Oh, man. Like I said, Darkness on the Edge of Town. I know I say this every time I pick a song that's not from Born to Run, and I say this might be the second best Bruce record. This might be the second best Bruce record. Actually, it might even be the fucking best. Like, Darkness is such a beautiful record. Some folks are born a good Just, <sighs> I give like a little, like, kind of, you know, they don't, the nice little subtle outro. Like, oh, man, Darkness on the Edge of Town. That's another top, top tier, top tier, top notch, super best Bruce song. Like, the, oh, man, that whole, the whole fucking, you know, lovable loser type, you know, I'm out here fighting for it every single day. I'm not going to fight until I make it type. You know what I mean? Down on his luck, still willing to go at it every single fucking day. We all relate to that, right? You know what I mean? There's plenty of times where we're not feeling up to it. But you know what? We still go out there and get shit done, don't we? Oh, man. Darkness on the edge of fucking town. What a great song. What a great record. What a great fucking artist. What a great human being. This man I've never actually met before in my life is. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. But this, like, that whole fucking final verse, it just... Some folks born into a good life, other folks get it anyway, anyhow. I lost my money and I lost my wife. Them things don't seem to matter much to me now. Because, you know, he's going to be on that hill because he can't stop. He'll be on that hill with everything he got. Lives on the line where dreams are found and lost. Be there on time and I'll pay the cost. Jesus Christ almighty! Come on, Bruce. Come on, man. For wanting things that can only be found in the darkness on the edge of town. <sighs> Motherfucking goosebumps. What a great fucking track. Bruce, 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 my boot, my dude, my dude, my guy, my man. God of my universe. <laughs> oh man, we've been all over the place tonight, haven't we? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. I have been Monster 8 the Pilot. This is 
I have been Monster Eat the Pilot. Come on, Brandon. I thought I had a cool little outro thing started out there. Um, like I said, that was the Bruce Springsteen Song of the Week. <sighs> Fucking somebody stop me. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, like I said, I am Brandon. This has been Monster 8 the Pilot. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. If you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, video form on Spotify. Um, I don't know. I think video kind of cuts out some of the quality of the uh, recording. So, I don't know. I'm teetering on whether just going back to audio only. I don't know. But I spent like 200 bucks on this fucking camera. And also, you'd miss all of this. If you're watching the video, Jesus Christ, put your boners away. <laughs> boners a funny word. It's a very funny word. Once again, end of the show, so it's 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 really going off the rails now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talking boners. Oh, that should be the new episode. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Brandon. Come on. Like what you've heard, spread the good word. If you know anybody who like would like this, let them know. We'll get there one step at a time. We're taking care of it. Say love you to your fathers if you still got the chance. You know, if you don't got the chance, take a second just to remember how great they've been for you. If they haven't been great for you, remember the guy, remember the figure in your life, the, the father figure type in your life that's helped you become the man, the woman, the individual that you are today. Because there's one out there for you. So think of them. Take a second to think about them. Take a second to thank them if you still can. Um, I said happy birthday to my father. Um, I don't know if I've got anything else to thank you for, but thank you if you have been listening. Thank you if you haven't been listening, I guess. I don't know why, but fuck it. You know what? Thank you anyway. Everybody deserves a good thank you. Um, If you want me to answer questions on the podcast, let me know. If you want me to... Have you on the show? Let me know. I don't know we're getting there. We're almost to the end, Brandon. Um, other than that, have a great rest of your night. I'll be back with three songs of the week on Sunday. And I'll probably have some sports talk. I have a couple of Liverpool games to talk about Sunday. Um, can't think of anything else, can I? Am I missing something? Probably have thoughts on the new Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, we've got... Uh, what did I call the fucking... The bro thing that I got going on this weekend, yeah. Like I said, I'm going down to put a lamp together for my mother on Thursday, and then I'm going to be hanging out with the boys on Friday. Well, actually, I'm going to be hanging out with Jake on Thursday, and then I'm going to be hanging out with Jake, Dave, the, um, you know, the the wonderful, wonderful Dave. Oh, God. <laughs> I love Dave. He's a good guy. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. And then also my good pal Justin's going to be there, too. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a great time. We're planning on watching every strip club scene from every movie of all time together. Why? I don't know. Mostly we're just going to watch Varsity Blues. <laughs> I don't know. We're really off the rails again. Jesus Christ. I tried to end the episode three minutes ago, and now I'm just randomly, randomly, blah, 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 blah. Randomly rambling again. Jesus Christ, Brandon. Just just, just shut the fuck up and move on, man. Okay, anyway. Monster Ate the Pilot. Every Wednesday. Every Sunday. We're having great times, I believe. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for so much for understanding. I will see you Sunday. Peace out. <laughs>